Today, Rinpoche began the section in the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment called How to Develop the Spirit of Enlightenment. So once again, we'll be looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. Okay, so we're on page 21 uh, in the second volume uh, of the English. Uh, yeah, it's the actual book. Um, that people bring with them. We actually have a couple of them up here, though. Uh, if, how many are second volumes do we have up there? Does anybody know? Let me see what we got. I see some new faces. Uh, they're all volume ones. Young Mari Rimchi. We'll get some soon. Anybody wants to If anybody wants to look or look along, a couple of people who have books, maybe you can get one book to these guys or something. Thank you. All right. Now we've got that page twenty-one. Yeah. That the no, that the Yeah. Lots of. What the chimp? Because the chimp and the sun 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 and the um, so in Lama Tsongkhapa's text, uh, the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, we find the explanation of the pathways for beings of three capacities. Uh, we find the section on training the mind in the stage of the path shared in common with beings of small capacity, training the mind in the stage of the path shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and then training the mind in the stages of the path for beings of great capacity. So we've already completed the sections on train, uh, the stage of the path for beings of small and medium capacity, and now we've arrived at the section on uh, the stage of the path for beings of 
great capacity. Um, so when we look at Lama Tsongkhapa's own outline of this text, uh, we'll find that he presents three categories um, at the beginning to explain uh, the major topic, uh, which is training the mind in the stages of the path for persons of great capacity. Uh, so the first topic is showing that developing the spirit of enlightenment is the only entrance into the Mahayana. So showing that bodhicitta is the only entrance into the Mahayana. The second category is how to actually develop bodhicitta, how to develop the spirit of enlightenment. And then the third category is how to learn the bodhisattva's deeds after developing the spirit of enlightenment. What, what one does as a bodhisattva after one develops bodhicitta. Uh, so these are the three categories. And now we're currently um, in the section number two, uh, how to develop uh, the spirit of enlightenment. And we're right at the beginning of it on page 21, as I said in the English. Um, so here, this is called how to develop the spirit of enlightenment or how to develop bodhicitta. Uh, and then we look at what uh, bodhicitta is defined as or what bodhicitta is. It's wishing to become a Buddha for the sake of all sentient beings. Uh, so this is what the spirit of enlightenment or bodhicitta refers to. And this category is called how to develop that, that uh, mind. So, when we uh, look at the um, first, um, how to develop the spirit of enlightenment, it's broken down into four categories. Uh, first, the causes, how to develop the spirit of enlightenment depends on certain causes to arise, uh, the stages of training in the spirit of enlightenment, the measure of producing the spirit of enlightenment, and how to adopt the spirit of enlightenment through its ritual. Um, so this first category, how the, the spirit of enlightenment depends on certain causes to arise, there are three categories under that main heading. The develop of uh, the bodhicitta through the four powers, development through the four causes, and development through the four strengths. Um, so these are the first the three categories to explain uh, how bodhicitta depends on causes to arise. Um, so the first category um, refers to the development of the spirit of enlightenment through conditions. So what are conditions? Uh, conditions are um, what allow for something to be produced. So for instance, when we look at a rice seed uh, and the sprout uh, that it produces, the conditions are the water and the earth 
and, and the light and so forth that allow for the sprout to arise. So these are what conditions re- refer to uh, in this sense. ジェジェレチチネスジェジェレチチネスジェジェレチチネスジェジェレチチネスジェジェレチチネスジェジェレチチネスジェジェレチチネスジェジェレチチネスジェジェレチチネスジェジェレチチネスジェジェレチチネス
find uh, that those points then are, are we'll, we'll find in the body of the text, but Jayan Sheba states that there are six. Um, so when we get to the um, first category, we find the development of the spirit of enlightenment through the four conditions. Uh, and then we'll find four points that are made here. And Rinpoche said that the first point, according to Jayan Sheba's outline, begins here. And uh, he'll let me know where the stop points are uh, as we get through um, each of the points. Um, and so, because I don't know if they correspond with the four or how they how it goes, so we'll we'll see as we go. Um, Rimache quickly listed them, but I wasn't able to translate it um, without having the text in front of me. So we'll do them one by one. Uh, because it's possible then for me. Uh, so the first category is the development of the spirit of enlightenment, um, according to Jayan Sheba. Um, and it says, the development of the spirit of enlightenment, either by seeing yourself uh, the inconceivable power of the Buddhas or Bodhisattvas, or by hearing about them from a reliable person, and then thinking, this enlightenment in which they abide or which they pursue is very powerful. Um, so this is the first condition that uh, we find presented on the development of the spirit of enlightenment. And it's by seeing the unbelievable abilities uh, that the bodhisattvas and the Buddhas have that make you want to strive uh, to have those abilities as well. Um, so this actual um, 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 exper uh, experience of or... Um, um, Understanding of what the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas uh, qualities are, uh, whether you see them yourself um, or you hear about them from somebody you find reliable, um, these things serve as a condition for your wish to also develop the spirit of enlightenment and also achieve Buddhahood. Um, so this serves as the first condition, hearing about these qualities, seeing these qualities for yourself. Um, so this is category number one in the text, but also falls into category number one of Jayan Sheba's text, which is a separate commentary that's never been translated into English. Just as a, a side note to anyone new, we keep saying Jayan Sheba. Rimache has a commentary. It's called the Four Interwoven Commentaries. There's four commentaries simultaneously given on the Lamrim Chemo in one text. Jayan Sheba is one of the commentators and presents an unbelievable outline of this text throughout that commentary. So Rinpoche is using that as a tool to explain this text. So when you hear Jayan Sheba, that's a separate text that is just in Tibetan that we're using uh, to help explain this. Okay, And the point of departure. Big donor the NGK, the Ditskinsa, the Nipa, the W. Tontum, Sanji Shazan, was a tumult or two, but in the men I are, and the Pachatane. Pacham Bugulu and Tresa, Pachat to Stene, and the Pachanalo, the Sanji Gate, Nevacha was more over that. Tontum Major, Lana, maybe Shanju, Sandy, Dene Nebanas, 
Okay. Um, so now we get to category number two um, of Jayan Sheba's uh, outline. Um, and here is uh, referring to um, re relying on texts. Um, so it says, although, although you may, have not, um, may not have heard of such power in this way, you can develop the spirit by listening to the scriptural collections, which take unsurpassed enlightenment as a point of departure, and then aspiring to the sublime wisdom of a Buddha. Um, so you can then rely on the great scriptural collections, the texts, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha, the Kangjur, the Tanjur, the authentic Indian commentaries. And by listening to these texts, and by relying on these texts, you can recognize uh, what... Uh, um, what this unsurpassed enlightenment is, this enlightenment that there is no higher enlightenment then, um, and then you can aspire to that wisdom which is um, a part of that enlightenment, which is that, actually, which is that enlightenment. So, um, so by relying on this text and learning of this wisdom which is enlightenment, one will aspire to have that sublime wisdom. Uh, as well. So this is the second condition uh, that um, causes one to develop the spirit of enlightenment, causes one to develop uh, bodhicitta. Look at a lot of tech. And Sajan 
so number three, it got really loud. Number three um, uh, is number three in the um, of the development of the four conditions, as well as thank you, um, as well as. Um, uh, number three in uh, Jayan Sheba's uh, commentary. Uh, so it says, although you may not have heard the teachings, you can develop the spirit by understanding that the excellent teaching of the Bodhisattva is about to disappear, and then thinking, I will definitely develop the spirit of enlightenment so the Bodhisattva teaching will remain for a long time, because the existence of such a teaching removes suffering from innumerable uh, living beings. So here, even though you may not have heard the teachings in the Kangjur and the Tanjur, uh, and may not have uh, studied or heard teachings before, um, if you hear of the disappearance of uh, this um, 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 spirit of enlightenment um, and the mere existence of it requires someone to develop it. Um, and if it, if it is on the decline and there is a chance of it um, no longer being, this serves as a condition to inspire you to want to develop it yourself. So I, my question to Rinpoche was, is if you have never heard the teachings and you've never been to a teaching, you've never read a book, why would you think that the teaching would remove suffering from innumerable beings? So why would you think that they would be of any um, benefit or any of use need to, uh, to not lose? Um, what would inspire you? Rinpoche uh, said, maybe hearing from others, and uh, we were both talking about the point that uh, there are many um, Americans, for instance, that want to free Tibet and help the Tibetan religious tradition because they know it's valuable um, and they know that it's possibly on the decline, even though they're not Buddhists, um, but they see that um, as something that needs to be saved. Um, so it's similar to that kind of idea because I questioned it right when I read it and I asked Rinpoche that question, um, how, if you haven't studied this, uh, would you, would you f find the need to want to save it? And, and he said, you know, hearing about it from others and, and seeing how it's inspired others and knowing that it's something valuable. And the way that you save this particular thing is by developing it. 
Um, so this is uh, number three, uh, the third condition. So sorry about that extra commentary, but um, it just struck me. So, number four, although you have not seen the decline of the teaching, you think it is difficult to generate the spirit of enlightenment of even a Shravaka or a Prachika Buddha or a hearer or solitary realizer in these terrible times in which there is a preponderance of ignorance, shamelessness, lack of embarrassment, jealousy, stinginess, and the like, then what need is there to mention developing the spirit of the highest enlightenment? If I were, excuse me, at some point to develop the spirit of enlightenment, others would surely follow. Thus you generate the spirit of enlightenment through seeing the difficulty required to development. Uh, so you're inspired by its difficulty um, and recognition that others would want to do the same if you could also, uh, if you could do so yourself. Uh, so this is condition number four.ディクションルーチ。だ、先日ちょっとだけ、先日ば、あの、先日ば、先日ば、先日ば、先日ば、先日ば、先日ば、先日ば、先日ば、先日ば、先日ば、先日ば、先日ば、先日ば、先日
Okay, so um, Rimache and I are just talking about where these six categories fall into, um, just as that separate aside. Uh, so it's where it looks like they're going to start next after this, because in, uh, in the commentary, there's two categories. At first, the development of the spirit of enlightenment through the four conditions, and then how it arises from those four conditions. So the how it arises from their four conditions part is where we find the six categories. Um, so hopefully it'll all fall into that. 
Um, but the other categories, everything else we read through was correct. It was just the placement of the categories in the text that no one has anyway uh, that was in, incorrect. Um, so we'll see where it falls in, into here. Um, so we finished the first uh, category of the development of the four conditions. Um, the next category is how the development of these conditions um, actually develops the spirit of enlightenment. So how, how it arises from these four. Um, so the first category um, is that after you see or hear about supernormal powers, you are awed, thinking, I will attain such an enlightenment and then generate uh, the spirit uh, of enlightenment. Um, so you recognize that the, um, uh, these extraordinary powers are, are possible um, if you achieve the state of enlightenment and that the state of enlightenment uh, is a place where you can be of most benefit to all sentient beings. So your wish, uh, the development, the, the development, what you're developing is a wish to become a Buddha for the sake of all sentient beings. So when you see these extraordinary powers that you can develop um, by uh, achieving Buddhahood and recognize that how those will help you help sentient beings, you will wish to then uh, generate the spirit of enlightenment. So um, this is uh, um, the first category. After you see or hear about supernormal powers, you are awed, thinking I will attain such an enlightenment and then generate the spirit of enlightenment. ทุนตัวเนี่ยเสียใจเด้อเด้อตาบิชาชูเด้อตาเกทุบชาวูญาเนี่ยญาเนี่ยลาสวัดเด้ญีบะติงซามาระเลซานเจกียุนเตนเ
Number three, on finding the thought of the decline of the Mahayana teaching unbearable, you develop the desire to attain a Buddha's sublime wisdom. In regard to this last point, you see that if the teaching does not disappear, the suffering of living beings can be stopped. So even though your objective is indeed to remove suffering, nevertheless, the principal condition for the spirit of enlightenment arising is your inability to bear the fact that the teaching might disappear. Otherwise, this way of developing the spirit would repeat the explanation presented later on in the text of how the spirit arises in dependence upon um, compassion. Um, so here, um, one is, is, is finding it unbearable to, to know that there's a decline, that the bodhisattvas, um, uh, the spirit of enlightenment might disappear, which means that the Mahayana disappears, which means that there's a decline in the Mahayana teaching. So upon hearing this, um, you, you have this uh, um, desire uh, to attain this Buddhist sublime wisdom. It, it says, you see that if the teaching does not, does not disappear, the suffering of living beings can be stopped. Uh, so even though your objective is indeed to remove suffering. So here, there's a slight difference. Your objective is to achieve the happiness for uh, the sentient beings uh, um, um, by the teaching not stopping. Um, so it's different than compassion because compassion would want the su su there would be more suffering for sentient beings if there were no teaching. So that would be if you wanted to remove that suffering, that would be compassion, which is different. This is specifically um, recognizing that the teaching itself is on the decline, um, and that the teaching brings measurable happiness to beings. So the suffering of beings uh, uh, can be stopped if the teaching doesn't decline. Um, so uh, that's uh, um, what it is meant here. This is the point. It's a positive, rather, I think, instead of the, the negative, if, you, if it's analyzed. Sangila 
Shambhatan Hijay, 
Remache wants to take a short break now, um, so I'll just remember everything <laughs> last 20 minutes. And uh, uh, we'll have snacks and then we'll be back for the teaching. Thank you. Okay, um, so uh, that is uh, completes number three. So uh, number three deals with the, the, the un, uh, finding it unbearable to see the decline of the teachings um, and how that if the teachings stay... <laughs> the, so page 23 uh, is where we are uh, in English, um, if everybody wants to go back to that. Uh, so we're on page 23, um, and we're on number four. Um, we previously went through number three, which recognized uh, um, the decline of the teachings and not wanting to see that happen. And the decline of the Mahayana um, means that the bodhicitta is no longer. Um, so uh, on recognizing that and on recognizing that if the teachings stay, um, then happiness will be produced. Um, then the suffering of living beings can be stopped. 
Um, so one wants this to stay for that reason. It's different than compassion. Um, and that's what the point that's made in there to show the difference between having compassion for beings and um, <coughs> wanting to suffer and knowing that, um, that, that because this is here, then the suffering is no, can be no longer. Um, so that's number three. Number four, after you see how rare this most um, purposeful spirit uh, is, you develop a desire to attain Buddhahood, spurred on principally by this awareness. So you recognize how rare the mind that aspires to enlightenment. Previously it showed how even rare the hearers and the solitary realizers um, uh, realizations are, and then it, recognizing how difficult these those difficult those are, um, it's very rare then to have this even more difficult realization, which is the spirit of enlightenment. Um, so when we look at the Abhisama Alamkara by Lord Maitreya, we find that uh, the spirit of enlightenment or bodhicitta is uh, um, defined as mind generation, the desire for perfect enlightenment for the benefit of sentient beings. Um, so this is the definition in the Abhisama Alamkara of uh, this spirit of enlightenment. And it says, with regard to the two components of the spirit of enlightenment, the desire to attain enlightenment and the aim uh, of the welfare of all beings, this fourth development of the spirit of enlightenment is established in terms of producing a desire to attain enlightenment and not established in terms of the aim. Um, so here, um, this is desire is for the sake of others. So the desire to attain enlightenment isn't for one's own purpose, it's for the, the purpose of others. And it says, without the desire to attain Buddhahood that comes from cultivating faith in a Buddha's good qualities, you cannot overcome the sense of contentment that thinks peace, nirvana, alone is sufficient to fulfill your own, own aims. The desire to attain Buddhahood on account of training in love and compassion and seeing the fulfillment of others' aims as a necessity as a necessity can eradicate the sense of contentment that thinks your peace alone is sufficient to fulfill others' aims, but uh, cannot stop the sense of contentment that thinks peace is enough for your own aims. Um, besides this desire to attain Buddhahood that comes from cultivating faith in a Buddha's good qualities, there is no other way to stop the sense of contentment that thinks your peace alone is sufficient to fulfill your own aims. Indeed, you, you do not need to overcome the sense of contentment that peace alone is enough, I'm sorry, indeed you do need to overcome the sense of contentment that peace alone is enough to accomplish your own welfare. Uh, because one, Henayana practitioners who are merely liberated from cyclic existence have only a partial elimination of faults and a partial knowledge and thus lack the perfect fulfillment of their own aims. And two, these practitioners are liberated from the problems of cyclic existence but not from the problems of peace. Um, and then three, the perfect fulfillment of one's own aims, it is said, is a Buddha's embodiment um, of truth. Um, so here the hearers and the solitary realizers have not even fulfilled their own aims because there's still a residue, there's still um, obstructions within their continuum even if they are in nirvana. And this idea um, that sentient beings are still suffering and the desire to free them all um, is what keeps the bodhisattva, what keeps the great vehicle practitioner from falling into peace, falling into nirvana, um, a state of liberation um, which is just um, static in the sense of um, um, it's, a, it's a, just a status of nirvana without the desire to fulfill others' needs whatsoever. But by just aspiring to that level of enlightenment, 
one isn't even fulfilling their own aims because of the obstructions that are still present uh, within their continuums. Um, so that's the uh, point that's um, being made here. And it's you see how rare uh, this um, um, spirit of enlightenment is and recognize um, um, it. And uh, Rinpoche said here when we, uh, it says uh, sense of contentment that thinks uh, nirvana alone is sufficient to fulfill your own aims. Um, here this is saying that the great vehicle practitioner has to get rid of the self-cherishing attitude. So the attitude which cherishes oneself alone has to be transformed into an attitude which cherishes others uh, because the definition of bodhicitta is the desire for perfect complete enlightenment so per that means the complete enlightenment uh, buddhahood for the benefit of others um, so uh, that um, let's make sure I got covered everything let's go so here you find, just in the body of the text also, um, almost the same, the definition that the Abhisama Alamkara presents. It says, with regard the desire to attain enlightenment and the aim of the welfare of all beings. So the Abhisama Alamkara puts those together, the desire to attain perfect enlightenment for the benefit of all beings. Um, so there's two points that are made in that definition, and that's what Lama Tsongkhapa is pointing out here. Those two points that are made in the definition in the Abhisama Alamkara. It's just not, doesn't say that. That's in Rinpoche's commentary. Rinpoche said, number four is quite long and quite difficult, so he'd like to just go through it again. Sajibana <laughs> Sajibana <laughs> Sanjila 
Shamba the machine Chubanzibatege Tumogoba Chunkanga Sibi Gubal Tagger Coapon to Gore, Yomopon to Gora. Tayan, she Gubal to two mares. She be Silla Menezi, Tinji Silla Menetas. Tony to be Shira Tege, Kuit Talmaneva Shigres, and Tinji Jemotege, Shetalmaneva Shetango to Gres, what to the Lady Mudue. Tada, Sibi Gubal Tayan, she Gubal Madri Shadans, Natura Jetuzo. Sibi Gobal Tate, and then your Momonsare, Coaponsaro. Sibi Gobal Tire, Ponsares. She Gobal to your Maris. Rajin de Pontua Maro. She Gobal Madri Chetan. Radin Ponson Sobane, Sanji Chuji, Kusum Bicheros. Radin Ponson Sobate. Sanji Chugo, Sanji Gudra Chuguta Zuguni or Marbe, Chuguta Zuguni, Chugudre, and a Eshi Chuguta Monigus, Nasaji Tuji, Tanji Jam Ami Jetan, and a Nanjaki to Gudeni to Marbe, Gudeni to Radu, Radu Pansuzo Biko. Sanji Chujuko Yemichiros, Chujuko da Hijuko Monigo, Monigo Tango de Marbe, and a Himbisherosa what 
sanji sanji toba memorondo tonsona anuwate seje nyane temelmondo marista temendo modubi chenchamjoros watobad ngabareta ngaba ngapa ngaba watobatere ngapa kapa jiba jiba okay um, so um, number four. Um, the 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 ni Sanjila Tundu Jebate and Sanjula Tundu Jibukonejakis, Chitu Shagun Majakos, Sanjula Tundu Jib, Sanjiban Jenus, and that was Sanjundus, Sanju Tundu Chan, Sanji Jagres, Jenung Chan Jagmaris. Okay, they don't agar. They don't agar. Okay, um, so I'm just going to go through this uh, again um, quickly. After you see how rare this most pur purposeful spirit is, so when you see how rare the spirit of enlightenment is, um, we see the, how rare the qualities of the here and the solitary realizer are, and this is even more rare and more difficult to achieve, uh, we recognize how rare it is. You develop a desire to attain enlightenment, spurred on principally by this awareness. Um, so it says, with regard to the two components of the spirit of enlightenment. So when we look at the quote in the Abhisama Alamkara, uh, they're saying that there are two points that are made. It, the two points are, first, the development of the spirit of enlightenment, and then uh, the, for the, the, the perfect enlightenment for the other's welfare. So um, there's this, uh, first, the development of the spirit of enlightenment, uh, and then enlightenment for the benefit of others. Um, so there are these two ideas that are happening. And I asked Rinpoche just now, if one's referring to the fulfillment of one's own needs, which is achieving Buddhahood, uh, and then the uh, fulfilling the aims of others, the fulfillment of others' needs. And he said it's not, not that. But the point that's being made here is that number four is principally referring to this first point, which is the desire for perfect, complete enlightenment, not 
for the aim of others. The aim isn't, um, isn't the component of number four. The aim of helping others and so forth uh, isn't what number, number four is. It's merely the desire to attain enlightenment. Um, so there are two points when we look at that in Abhisam Alamkara. It's the desire to attain in purpose and enlightenment and for the aim of others. Uh, um, so it's actually, it says it twice. It says bodhicitta, and then it says the desire for perfect enlightenment for the benefit of others. So this first bodhicitta is what we're referring to uh, when we see here uh, the desire to attain enlightenment. Um, so that's what bodhicitta is, and it says, and the aim of welfare of all beings. So it's just this desire, higher, desire, I can't, desire specifically itself, like that. The, this desire specifically um, itself to, to achieve liberation, and in this case, this is Buddhahood, because this is the kind of liberation we're speaking of here, is Buddhahood, not a Hinayana liberation, not a here or a solitary realizer liberation. We're speaking of Buddhahood. So this aim for enlightenment is what number four is referring to. Seeing that this, this is very, very rare, and then recognizing from number four in the previous the condition that it could be declined, then one wishes to uh, generate it so one can achieve this perfect enlightenment. Um, the aims of others aren't prese are presented within bodhicitta, but not within this particular section. It says, without the desire to attain Buddhahood that comes from cultivating faith in a Buddha's good qualities, you cannot overcome the sense of contentment that thinks peace, nirvana alone, is sufficient to fulfill your own aims. So here, one needs to get rid of the self-cherishing attitude uh, in order uh, to move uh, to complete Buddhahood. And in order to fulfill uh, one's own aims, one needs to get rid of the self-cherishing attitude. And it's later proven that in order to fill one's own aims, the self-cherishing attitude has to be gotten rid of. Uh, it says, the desire to attain Buddhahood on account of training in love and compassion and seeing the fulfillment of others' aims as a necessity can eradicate the sense of contentment that thinks your peace alone is sufficient to fulfill others' aims but cannot stop the sense of contentment that thinks peace is enough for your own aims. Um, so um, you can recognize that you can't, by, by following the uh, lesser vehicle track, uh, help others completely, but how do you then see that you're not helping yourself completely? Um, so that's the point being made here. How do you see that your own aims aren't filled um, by this type of liberation? Um, and it says... Um, uh, so when we look, we go back, it says training in love and compassion. Uh, we look at the seven-point cause and effect for achieving the mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, we have these stages which, that, that lead up to it. We have um, recognizing all sentient beings as our mother, uh, remembering their kindness, uh, wishing to repay their kindness, then love. Uh, through the force of attraction, and then uh, great compassion. Um, so these are stages which lead up to bodhicitta, or the, um, the, the, uh, the spirit of enlightenment. Um, and it says training in love and compassion. So these are the things that lead up to uh, bodhicitta. Um, besides the desire to... Okay, besides this desire to attain Buddhahood that comes from cultivating faiths in a Buddha's good qualities, there is no way to stop the sense of contentment that thinks your peace alone is sufficient to fill your own aims. Indeed, you do need to overcome the sense of contentment that peace alone is enough to accomplish your own, el own welfare because. So here the points are going to be made about why your own aims are not fulfilled 
um, by this lesser liberation of a hearer and solitary realizer. So when Lama Tsongkhapa is uh, saying you in this, uh, he's talking to Henianists. Um, so when he's uh, making these statements uh, uh, that thinks your peace alone is sufficient, the your, the you, this is talking to the hearer and solitary realizer practitioner. So this is who it's being focused on. This is the focus of this argument here. And it says, first of all, Hinayana practitioners who are merely liberated from cyclic existence have only a partial elimination of faults and a partial knowledge and thus lack the perfect fulfillment of their own aims. So first of all, uh, here our solitary realizer practitioner, a foe destroyer, um, still has the obstructions to omniscience within his or her continuum. There are still the imprints of the afflictions that are left over uh, even though the afflictive obstructions have been eradicated. Um, and because of this, uh, so it says, uh, have only a partial elimination of faults. So because of this, there's only a partial knowledge. So because there's still obstructions to omniscience, there is no omniscience. Um, so there are two, two problems, the obstructions that are there and what those obstructions do. And those obstructions make it so one is not omniscient. Um, so here, this is the first point. The Nihinianist hasn't fulfilled his or her own aim because there's still obstructions to omniscience uh, and, and there's still not omniscience. So there is still somewhere further to go. Um, number two, these practitioners are liberated from the problems of cyclic existence, but not from the problems of peace. Uh, so by abiding in peace, um, one, it's almost as if uh, they are stuck there. They are abiding in the problem, uh, in the um, opponent to omniscience, basically. They're abiding in that which keeps them from fulfilling their own keeps them stuck. This peace keeps them stuck in, in uh, keeps them from uh, fulfilling their own aims. Um, the, perf the perfect fulfillment of one's own aims, it is said, is a Buddha's embodiment of truth. So the truth body of the Buddha is what um, is a complete fulfillment of your own aims. And what is the truth body? The truth body can be divided into two categories. Uh, first category, which is the Buddha's omniscience, um, uh, the, uh, and then the um, second, which is the um, cessation of suffering within the Buddha's continuum. So one is impermanent, one is permanent, um, just as a side note. And uh, we have the exalted wisdom body and the nature body is what we're speaking of. So the truth body is divided into two. And one is that the omniscience that the Buddha has, uh, and the second is the na natural nature body, which is the actual cessation of suffering uh, of, in the Buddha's continuum, the lack of, the lack of cyclic existence, the, the elimination of cyclic existence in the continuum is one of the truth bodies um, that's being spoken of uh, here. The chukku lapsun, the ne, the mepa chir dang, deda sipi jupa. Sipi jupa le shi. Therefore, once you cultivate faith in the good qualities of a Buddha, you will see that you must attain Buddhahood to accomplish even your own aims, let alone the aims of others, understanding that this is important for causing you not to turn back towards the Hinayana. So here again we find the point that's made in the Abhisama Alamkara uh, that talks about through knowledge you do not abide in cyclic existence, 
but through compassion you do not abide in peace. Um, so here we find uh, the, the point to that quote from the Abhisam Alamkara of showing how one abandons peace through compassion. Um, uh, so, among the four developments of the spirit of enlightenment explained above, the first two are not induced by compassion and love. In, in other scriptures and treatises, as well as uh, there are many explanations of the development of the spirit of enlightenment as the desire to attain Buddhahood induced by just seeing the good qualities of a Buddha's embodiment of truth and embodiment of form. The determination to establish all beings in Buddhahood is also said to be the development of the spirit. So you must consider each of these two to be counted as simply developments of the spirit of enlightenment. With regard to developing a completely perfect spirit of enlightenment, however, it is not sufficient merely to have the desire to attain Buddhahood upon seeing, seeing the necessity of fulfillment, fulfilling others' aims. You must have the desire to attain Buddhahood that sees that it is indispensable even for your own aims. Furthermore, this intention must not neglect others' welfare, must not neglect others' welfare, but be for others' sake as well. Because the ornament for clear knowledge talks about both the intention to attain enlightenment and the intention to accomplish others' welfare. The development of the spirit of enlightenment is the desire for perfect enlightenment for uh, others' welfare. Um, and I think it might actually read the development of the spirit of enlightenment and the desire for perfect enlightenment for others' welfare. I think it would more clear. There's two points that are made there. Uh, it's not a, a, a one complete sentence at one point that's being made. There are two points that's being made. And one is at first that, uh, in, in this text it's saying that one can wish to become a Buddha um, just by seeing these excellent qualities um, and by seeing the wonder of the truth body and examining it um, and not even have, have addressed the ability to work for others' aims. But it's necessary to have this union of both, uh, this desire to become a Buddha and also uh, for the sake of others, um, because that's the only way, this twofold process, that one can uh, um, achieve a complete um, 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 whole realization. Whole, yeah, whole realization. Uh, so that completes number four, and I think we're now moving into five. Um, so go, getting back to Jamian Sheba's, I, I think, we'll find out, but I think now, because Rinpoche just said five uh, when we ended that. Um, so I think we get in, into five. But let's just see, uh, after all of that, where exactly Rinpoche will start. Rinpoche, Chirang Kabar Gutsu. Ngabar or Ngabar? Ngabar. Okay, so number five. Yeah. Ngabar Ngashi bi Sengji Tombo Nyi La Ne Shamba Dung Sengji Tombo Mano Ngashi bi Sengji Tombo Nyi Se Yate Chien Zhigo Na Ne Chien Tombo Nyi La Tene Chie Bi Sengji Nyi Yoruwa Chien Zhi La Tene Chie Bi Sengji Zhe Chien Zhi La Tene Chie Bi Sengji Zhe Chenjibanyibutewa Soon, 
So just now we're going to correctly the Jayan Sheba's commentary. Um, number five begins on page 24 among the four developments. Rinpoche read through it before but didn't give him much commentary and the five begins there. Um, so uh, now Rinpoche will give the commentary on it and, and then the Six, I have where it begins, too. Um, so I'm just going to stop. Among the four developments of the Spirit of Enlightenment explained above, the first two are not induced by compassion and love. Um, so this arises, raises a question in our mind. So when we look at the, how bodhicitta arises, we see that love and compassion are part of the causal uh, factors for its arisal. So um, this is what we've always learned. So what, what's being taught here? So there's an alternative position that um, is presented that shows that there is another way. Um, so there are two um, points that are made here. One, uh, so I'll read through it. The, the first two are not induced by compassion and love. Um, in other scriptures and treatises, as well as uh, there are many explanations of the development of the spirit of enlightenment as the desire uh, um, to attain Buddhahood induced just by seeing the good qualities of a Buddha's embodiment of truth and embodiment of form. So here there's many, it says, um, scriptures and treatises. So the Kangjur are the scriptures. Those are the pronouncements of Lord Buddha. And uh, treatises referring to those authentic Indian commentaries. So Lama Tsongkhapa is saying in both the Kangjur and the Tanjur, we find cases where people have developed this spirit of enlightenment just by gazing and, uh, at the Buddha's um, truth and form body, just by uh, um, having, well, you wouldn't see anything but the form body, but just by seeing this body, um, by seeing this Buddha, you induce this uh, desire uh, to achieve it. Um, so it says desire induced just by seeing the good qualities uh, of a Buddha's embodiment, oh, seeing the good qualities of the Buddha's embodiment of truth and embodiment of form. Uh, just as a translator's note, there's no form to the truth body, so you couldn't see it. Um, uh, the, the form body is the emanation body. Um, so, the determination to establish all beings in Buddhahood is also said to be the development of the spirit. Um, so here, these are the two points that are made. First, um, uh, the development of the spirit as a desire to attain induced by just seeing the good qualities of a Buddha's embodiment of truth, embodiment of form. And then the second is the determination to establish all beings in Buddhahood is also said to be the development of the spirit. So what does this mean? Uh, there are these two, two points, uh, and Islam Tsongkhapa goes on to say that these are all just parts of the spirit of enlightenment. So you must consider each of these two to be counted as simply developments of the spirit of enlightenment. So developments of the spirit. So you see these Buddha's excellent qualities of the form and the truth body, uh, and you wish to uh, benefit others, and, and this is a progression of the same actual realization. Um, it, it, not necessarily in that order, but uh, it, it is not necessarily in that order, but that is a, a way this could progress. So when I said progression, it means an example of a progression. Uh, 
With regard to developing a completely perfect spirit of enlightenment, however, it is not sufficient merely to have the desire to attain Buddhahood upon seeing the necessity of fulfilling others' aims. So I just have to see where this keeps happening. I'm going to figure this out. Okay, so Tsini, I have to just see where number five ends. Yeah. I said, I'm trying to find where we are in the English. I don't need more information. Okay. Okay, so upon seeing this fulfilling others' aids. With regard to developing a perfectly... Okay, so with regard to developing a completely perfect spirit of enlightenment, however, it is not sufficient merely to have the desire to attain, attain Buddhahood upon seeing the necessity of fulfilling others' aims. Uh, you must, okay, so that's where number six begins. Um, five ends at um, de, two to be counted as simply developments of the spirit of enlightenment. So that's where number five ends, and then six begins here. With regard to developing a, complete, uh, a completely perfect spirit of enlightenment, however, it is not sufficient merely to have the desire to attain Buddhahood upon seeing the necessity of fulfilling others' aims. You must have the desire to attain Buddhahood that sees that it is indispensable even for your own aims. Furthermore, this intention must not neglect others' welfare, but be for others' sake as well. Because the ornament for clear knowledge talks about both the intention to attain the enlightenment and the intention to accomplish others' welfare. I know that it says that, but okay. The development of this, then we have the quote from the Abhisama Alamkara, uh, which shows that there are those two points that are being made. The, spirit, uh, the development of the spirit of enlightenment and the desire for perfect enlightenment for others' welfare. Um, so we find that quote, and that ends number six. Drupatsar. Well done. Uh, oh, 
so that that ends this. And um, please, when you leave, take some Happy New Year to everyone. And please take some of the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what are these called? The name of these? Kanzi. Kanzi. Uh, they're made. They're fried snacks that are made specifically uh, during times of. Um, uh, like uh, a celebration and the new year and uh, Dalai Lama's birthday and Buddha Shakyamuni's birthday. So uh, please take some when you go. And we'll do the concluding uh, Mandal offering and dedication prayer. And thank you all for your patience as we bring this into English for the first time. And. Uh, and we'll, in the future, go over it slowly again. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Abul Kateshvara, Tenzin, Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in great philosophical texts, exceptional wisdom and perseverance. So uh, Rimshe's saying, let's get bags together for everyone to take uh, snacks home. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.